0: As we move into the final concept in this section, the derivative of f inverse of x, I'm starting us with an example we already know. f of x equals 3x minus 5. We found the inverse already. So if you look through that example, you can search your notes, or you can find it again in this example. So take a minute to pause. Find f prime of x for this function, and then find the inverse function, and then find the derivative of that. So this is the notation for the derivative of the inverse function. So find the derivative f of x, that you can do right now, and then find the inverse function if you don't already have it somewhere in your notes and get its derivative and compare. Alright, coming back, did you get the derivative of f of x to just be the slope of the line 3? Because this is y equals mx plus b, the slope is m. So the derivative is 3. For the inverse function, you need to know that the inverse of x is do the opposite thing in the opposite order. So now I'm going to take my input and I'm going to add 5 first and then I'm going to multiply by a third. So the inverse function, if you check your notes, should be 1 third parentheses x plus 5. If you take the derivative with respect to x another notation is this, right? Take the derivative with respect to x of this expression, this function actually, then The derivative is just one-third plus zero, right? One-third x has a derivative of one-third, and then five-thirds has a derivative of zero. So the derivative of the inverse is one over three. What's the relationship between the original function's derivative and the inverse function's derivative? We have three, and we have one-third. look like reciprocals don't they is that always going to work I don't know an example is not a proof is it but let's look at another example and see if we can see a reciprocal relationship again this one's a little more challenging f of x equals the cube root of x minus 2 now we've already learned how to find the derivative of a cube root. We have to use the chain rule, don't we? And then the the inverse function we found for this. You can either search your notes or find it again. And then we're going to compare the two. So pause for a minute, get the derivative of f, find f inverse, and then differentiate that with respect to x and see what you get. Coming back, the derivative of f of x, I need to write this as x minus 2 to the 1 third power, don't I? So I have x minus 2 to the 1 third power, The derivative of that is one-third, parentheses, x minus two back again, to the negative two-thirds power, one-third minus one. When I rewrite this, I have one over three cube roots, x minus two quantity squared. So the derivative of f is one over three cube roots of x minus two quantity squared. The inverse function of this We'll just put question marks here. The inverse function of x is, let's see, the first thing we did was subtract 2, and then we took the cube root of the whole thing. So this time, we cube x, and then we add 2. I believe that was our function f of x, uh, sorry, f inverse of x, given f of x being the cube root of x minus 2. So you can double check that in your notes as well. When I take the derivative of this, the derivative with respect to x of f inverse of x, or f inverse of x prime, what do I get? 3x squared. Well, that is nothing like 1 over 3 cube roots of x minus 2 squared, is it? I mean, there are some similarities. We have a square here, and we have a 3 and a 1 But otherwise, it's not exactly clear to me that I have a reciprocal relationship, is it? So what do you suggest, what do you think we should do to see if we have a reciprocal relationship like we did before? Can we try plugging in a value for x? Suppose x equals 10. Now, I picked 10 very carefully. Suppose x equals 10. Then what's f prime of 10? f prime of x is f prime of 10, which is 1 over 3 cube roots 10 minus 2 quantity squared, which is 1 over 3 cube roots of 8 squared. And you may recall, it's if you can take the cube root of 8, do that first, and then square. So the cube root of 8 is 2. 2 squared is 4. So I have 1 over 3 times 4, or 1 over 12. Now, if I plug 10 in for x right here, am I going to get the reciprocal of 1 12th? Am I going to get 12? The reciprocal of 1 12th is 12. And isn't that what I was hoping for with my derivative, a reciprocal of the other one? If I plug in 10 here, I get 300. I don't get 12. So it seems like we could have a problem, that we have a problem, right? But if you think about what I've warned you about many times in this section, you have to keep track of what's x and what's y. Recall that f of a equals b means F inverse of B equals A. So we're going to use this fact here. F of 10 is what? F of 10 is the cube root of 8, right? Which is 2. So F inverse of 2 equals 10, doesn't it? So what do we want to do if we want to find, show that the derivative of the inverse is the reciprocal of the original function? I don't want to use f inverse of 10. I want to use f inverse of 2. If you notice, f inverse of 2, if I use the formula 3x squared, is 3 times 4, which is 12, which is the reciprocal of 1 12. What this means is I have a general formula. If I want to represent the derivative of the inverse for some x value and some y value, I can take one over the derivative of the original function, but I have to keep track of what's x and what's y. And we're going to do that with an example coming up. But If you want the derivative of the inverse function at B, that's equal to 1 over the derivative of the original function at its corresponding input A. So the formula for the derivative of an inverse, notice the input is a Y value, B, equals 1 over the derivative of the original function at the input value a. a and b are inputs and outputs of the function, and the reverse a and b are the inputs and outputs of the inverse. So let's apply this to another example, and and I can show you how you have to keep track of the x and the y.